This is Peter's question that he just came up with. Um, what is a term a hockey a term of hockey jargon? Jargon. Jargon, jargon. hockey term that you dislike. Yeah, jargon is basically language that is exclusive to a topic like military chart jargon would yeah. be like calling a dining hall a mess or like a, me- like a mess hall using military time yeah i love those people i love those well, people yeah, like, yeah it's at, it's at uh, 0400 like, shut <laughs> up we're not in the military just use a regular clock uh okay. but my least favorite piece of hockey jargon is probably uh, calling the penalty box the sin bin because okay. it's just so like okay, all right, yeah, the so oh, the God. sin bin. Shut up, come on. Okay. We are intelligent adults. We can say things like penalty box. We can use complete sentences. The other one that I hate is uh, the you term. Get one. I thought you. No, I'm taking two. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe this will wow. give you an idea. My second one is the uh, yeah, we're putting on the foil. Nobody puts on tinfoil. What does that mean? <laughs> that would hurt your knuckles. Tinfoil like, is very scratchy. Tinfoil, saying putting on the foil is we're going to be tough today. Right? Yeah, but a, the movie's like also 70 years old no, at this point. No, but they're just saying they're going to be tough. They're not actually but, putting on tinfoil. But the term I don't think applies anymore because well, it didn't really the apply movie came either. out in 60, 60 People years really ago. didn't put tinfoil on their fists. Yeah. That's the only other one that bothers me. Seems wow. like a weird choice. Those are sayings. I see. I have a bunch of different. I have like uh, acronyms that I don't like. Uh, Shots and goal is not an acronym, but SOG is an t- acronym. I'm not a really big fan of shots on goal, even though I report it in every game. That's what? not even jargon. That's just something you don't but like. It's the concept. It's the concept of when did shots on goal actually affect or change the game? Like, I think it's oh, just we lost 2-1, but we have 70 shots on goal. Who cares? You lost. I think that it's... I think shots on, I goal, think shots on goal definitely matters. You don't get points You know for why it. it matters? Because it shows you that the goalie played out of their mind. I feel like mm. it matters to the goalies cares so for hating on acronyms i do i love shots so when we on have goal. body checks that for, the, for like, the kids who can body check the most the like game, why don't they have that because stat? those are a heck of a lot more because subjective sh- than a shot it on also goal. shows you that like oh they probably played better if they got 70 shots on goal and the other team got 30 who cares they lost probably why? statisticians they lost. This, they lost. Is, this is the worst lost. hill to die on since custer i just That's don't think really it's weird. that big a deal like shots on goal. Yeah, I went to a game last night. Rosemont had forty shots on goal and lost two to one. Yeah, don't care. They lost. Who did you ask the Eastview coach about after the game? The goalie. Yeah, okay, why? So you cared because I love Gabe Otis because he had thirty-eight saves, thirty-nine. Who's thirty-nine? Counting? Don't count. You just counted. No, I'm just doesn't matter. Other acronyms that we hate: FBI, CIA. <laughs> D-O-D. Uh, Corsi. That's my other one. If I get to take two, I'd, I'd Corsi. Like, it okay. doesn't matter. Let's end on an acronym that we can all agree that we love. What's that? USA, baby. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the Good afternoon and welcome to <laughs> 10 Minutes. I'm Tony Scott. Why? What is so funny? Why are you holding three sharpened pencils and I don't know. It's just a... Some notes. Take some notes. 
TMI. Okay, sorry. TMI. Uh, do you want to ruin my intro again? <laughs> Welcome, Peter. How are you doing? I got the giggles. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you do. There's a lot of information here today on this show. We are out of games in the future because there's no districts to predict. Not yet. Districts aren't in play. We're out of invitational tournaments to predict. We'll talk about stuff in the past, but we got a special segment coming up. We do. uh, Talking about players that we've enjoyed watching uh, for any particular reason. It could be the best player on the ice. It could be the most entertaining player, the smartest player. There's going to be a lot of player names listed at every level that we've covered via tournaments. Bantam AA all the way down to 10B. Peter, you want to get rolling? Yeah, let's let's get rolling. I think there were some games of the past, though. There are. That we wanted to bring up. There's yeah. one that we also missed as a game of the future, so we apologize what was to the, the Muscoheen. Yeah, the 10A Muscoheen. Yeah. I did not catch that. Did uh, you know Muscoheen had a brother? Mm, no, I did not. His brother's name was Goose Goheen. It was not. <laughs> How funny would that be? Wow, you really do have the giggles today. I, I have the giggles. I also have the hiccups. So uh, that's they don't come that's back. worse. That's yep. worse. Okay, Moose uh, Goheen, guess who won? Uh, I'm shocked to report that White Bear Lake. White Bear Lake won the won 10A it. Moose Goheen. Um, they won 2-1 to one over nearby neighbor. Uh, Forest Lake, two to one. Good, yep. uh, good uh, weekend for Forest Lake. Good weekend for the Suburban East Conference. Yes, um, they won in overtime, and another overtime shootout winner was over just across town uh, in the Cabin Fever, undefeated and number one ranked Osseo Maple Grove, who's a loaded, absolutely loaded team. Uh, I, I look at their roster, I'm like, wow, that's like a Team Minnesota who's who over there. Yeah. Um, they win another Team Minnesota who's who uh, ch- over Chaska Chan in a shootout, six-player shootout. That would have must have been exciting up in Osseo. Congratulations wow. to them. They're like 27-0-1. They are, are 28-0-1. That's a nice record. Yeah, they've outscored their opponents 174-212. Ah, jeez. Those are some quick games there. Wow, we real... are going to run okay, time. Well, so if you beat a team 13 to nothing and you're playing 12-minute periods, if you go 5 nothing as soon as it gets to 5 I don't think they do time. that until district until oh. period three in district well, In that play. case, you're just asking for a 13. Yes, game. you are. Yes, you are. All right, let's move on to 12A, the Cardiac Kids, uh, Centennial Spring Lake Park, the number one ranked team in the state, went to Grand Rapids and won the Star of the North. But it was not easy. They lost to Chaska Chan in pool they play. Did. And they came back in the championship, got back into the championship round and beat uh Chaska Chan in a shootout. So in theory, they had a worse record against Chaska Chan, uh, but won that 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 darn shootout and mm-hmm. got themselves a championship trophy. They did. And our good friend Wick Rick Rick Wagner, say that ten Wick times. Wick Wagner. Uh, he got and he runs a company that actually uh, supplies our team Minnesota hoodies and things like that and he got them white helmets oh white boy. jerseys white breezer covers and white uh socks uh so, so i think they're going to be looking good heading into the playoffs who's the uh oh not team minnesota never mind. No, okay i thought you were talking about team minnesota no gosh no we will not wear white <laughs> as as the co-owner i got I really not. excited I will not put white breezers on any yeah. teams of mine. I'm just uh, not a fan of that. Last note about Centennial Spring Lake Park. They have played 54 games. 
That's unbelievable. It's not even Valentine's Day. They That's unbelievable. Games. That's so they got out of games. the gate fast. They had like 10 games in October. Yeah. I also think that they're they're in District 10, and District 10 schedule varies year by year, so I think it's a strong birth year for D10 teams. It is. And if they got to play everybody an equal amount of times, then that'll obviously exacerbate how many games they play. We also had another champion up in Grand Rapids, uh, our favorite, North Wright County, wins the tournament, and they get themselves back into the top ten. They had slipped out uh, a week prior. So Welcome that's back. the girls' results. Now on to the boys' results. Uh, Squirt B, Chaska Changold, wins their third tournament of the year. But what tournament didn't they win, Peter? Squirtacular. They did not. They took third in that tournament. Well, good. That was uh, my only guess. Thank God it was yeah. right. <laughs> uh, the John Erickson, you picked this one correctly. Stillwater yeah, beat Woodbury. Uh, Stillwater kind of snuck in a little bit. They were trailing Andover. I was over there on Saturday morning. They trailed Andover like 3-1 and 4-2, and they snuck back, beat them late on a Crosby Rankin goal. Uh, and then they got into the championship, beat, I believe, Moorhead in the semifinals, and then won in the championship. Yeah, I think it was Woodbury beat Matamida in the other semifinal. Gotcha. So congratulations to Stillwater. They win their first tournament of the year, the Big Pumpkin, and they win their last tournament of the year, uh, the John Erickson Memorial in Woodbury. PWA, our friends from Marshall, Minnesota. Peter's a big fan of Marshall, Minnesota. Y'all, you keep bringing this up like I'm not a fan of Marshall, Minnesota. And um, I love frozen pizza. They win. They beat Edina in the championship game, 7-3 to three in the New Hope Invitational. And then guess who wins the Bantam A tournament in New Hope? Marshall? Take one guess. No, 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 no. Take one guess who would win the Bantam A. Who's the best Bantam A team we've seen this year? Best Bantam A team I've seen this year? Probably Osseo Maple Grove. Mm, it's not them. Good answer, though. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Your friends over at Hopkins. Yeah. They and, and I think that there's a, a valid... Moorhead's a good team. Osseo Maple Grove's a good team. Oh, St. Yeah. Louis Park's a good team. But I think that when push comes to shove, I think Hopkins is going to be the team to beat uh, in the state tournament this year in Virginia. Ahead of World? Uh, that's close. Close. Okay. All right. That's close. Well, at least World played in our double uh, A uh, Blue Ox, and I thought they did quite well uh, in that tournament. And they took number yeah. one Moorhead to the brink in Hockey Day a couple weeks ago. They did, and five of their six losses have come against double A Bantam teams. Yeah, that's a good tight good take. I think that that's going to be a fun tournament in Virginia. I wish I could be there. I don't think that's going to be the spot. Oh, actually, no. I'll be in Shakopee for sure because I'm hosting the banquet in Shakopee this year. Yeah, MC I, I the think, banquet. Uh, I think I'm the one stuck in uh, the Probably North Virginia. Line. You might be in Virginia. Either Virginia or Grand Rapids. I think Mr. Jasper is going to be in Grand Rapids. Uh, I'll go to Virginia. I don't care. It's a cool place. I don't care. As long as they don't run the – no, they won't because it's only one level. Praise God. As long as they don't run the AA and A championships concurrently, then it's going to be I've a had good to do that before, and I that did is it last pure year, hell. And it's – Dunk. Oh, yeah, you had A-double-A side-by-side in New Ulm. Yeah, so I'm sprinting around the oh, New Ulm Civic Center miserable. going, how much time is left? How much time is left? Why are we in running time? When are they going to do the trophy? <laughs> I know your pain because I had that um, a few years back in Blaine at Fogarty, and they started them at two exactly. I did not get to the championship trophy hoist over for PBA when uh, North St. Paul – what was that, North St. – no – 
Coma Park, North St. Paul, Beatty Dinah in the finals in the in the St. Louis in the Spring Lake Park rink, and I was watching the uh, Trey Fetchko's Chaska Cham beat Team beat wow. uh, Ossie Maple Grove. That was an exciting game. Uh, speaking of which, we are hopeful, keeping our fingers crossed, kind of a tie-in to Breakaway Academy here. Uh, we are hopeful that at the PWA PBA banquet, we get Jimmy Snuggerud to come and talk about his experience. James P. Snuggerud, yes, third. Yes, get, he's going to maybe be there. If he can't be there, we'll take his dad, uh, Dave Snuggerud. Uh, we'll get to break away in a bit. Uh, what if you don't get Jimmy or Dave? Oh, uh, Dave has already agreed to be Jimmy's uh, backup QB. So, what about mom? Ann? Um, Ann would be probably better than the other two combined, but yeah. I'm not sure Ann would be too excited about standing <laughs> up in front of 12 year old, 12 and 13 year old boys. So, yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, today's segment, the games of the past segment, was brought to you by Map South Hockey. I was just on the phone with Map South Hockey just now talking about some of their programming this summer, whether it's the Blue Army program or the Top Gun program or the off-season training program over at in Mendota Heights. Usually those phone calls include something about ice time because so many people use the St. Thomas and West St. Paul ice arenas because Map South caters to virtually every age level from eight and nine all the way through the pros. Map South uh, trains the best and check them out. Check them out. All right, moving Map hockey. Moving on to Map South dot hockey. Moving there. on to our players. I don't know if it's players to watch list. That's kind of Jazzy's. Video content. Person, personal we'll, favorites. We'll call this personal favorites. This will be teacher's pets. Guys that Tony and Peter like to watch. Girls we like to watch That's because funny. they're good players and they're somebody, fun and they're attributable to, our, to the game of hockey. Somebody told me that I worked in my mom's classroom for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that. and whatnot. And somebody told me that another student was being a teacher's pet. Yeah. Yeah. That was my last experience with that term, teacher. Okay. All right. Where do you want to start, boys or girls? Boys. All right. Bantam Double A. You want to go first? Yes. Finspie Har Minnetonka. That one was easy. That's stealing. I wanted Why that one. Stealing? That's the when I thought Why of this stealing? program, I thought of Finspie Har. That kid is super athletic, yep. electrifying player, cerebral, cerebral player. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I got another. <clears throat> Bantam Double A kid, Metro kid, Rosemounts Connor Schubert. Oh, you took the leading scorer from the Blue Ox. It's not because of that. <laughs> it's just that I feel like Rosemount has a lot. Channing Goodwin, they have a lot of talented kids on this team. They could yeah. find a spark and go all the way in the state tournament in Grand Rapids. And I think one of those players that I like is Connor Schubert. All right, well, take your pick with that lineup. Bantam A's. Uh, I'm going to go with a familiar name to us, Blake Doshin. Okay. From Bloomington Jefferson. Uh, big, strong, powerful hockey player, and he also has reaped the benefits of having three talented hockey players ahead of him. Brother Joey's at West Point. Uh, Logan is also at West Point, although I don't think he's playing nope. hockey. And then Luke is at the U, isn't he? He is. And he's Luke's almost – He's U. he's got a big-time head start – uh, and is studying abroad right now, I believe, in Barcelona, where my daughter Olivia studied last year. Of so, course, he's, he's studying doing abroad quite right well. Now. He's but, doing uh, quite well. Actually, I got a word about Luke over there that Luke's the type of kid, 
that when they go to museums or go to places, he likes to kind of take it all in where some of the college students are like, where's the bar? Yeah. So uh, Luke is that kid. And that's kind of a very, I go, that's the most Doshin thing to do in the whole world. You know, take it all in and learn about it and absorb it. <laughs> it's right up there with a, uh, <laughs> with a lunch that consists of 125 grams of protein right. and zero grams <laughs> of carbohydrates. <laughs> Oh, we've we've uh, trashed the Doshans enough. Let's move on oh, to oh, Bantam B. Bantam B. I got a kid from Forest well, Lake. Oh, you here. went Doshan. I got, I got mine first. Oh. Here's a kid that uh, his name is Luke Christofferson from West St. Paul. He's playing Bantam A. All right, we had the Lumberjack Cup. How many teams? Sixty, and there's 60. close to a thousand kids in this tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, the NTDP uh, had some time off, and they came to visit <laughs> you make our it, tournament. You make it sound like they just. They didn't have anything else to do. Well, they so they, well, they had a game that night, but they didn't have anything in the day. Like, let's check oh. something out. Let's let's Luke Christofferson, a kid on their radar. Let's go watch him play. And I get a call at like nine in the morning. Like, yeah, there's two guys from the NTDP here. I'm like, it's a joke, right? There's no way that the NTDPs at our Pee Wee yeah. Bantam. I was gonna say they're here to see the Pee Wee Bees. Right. I'm like, there's just no way. And I'm like, put them on the phone. And it's, sure enough, it's Rod and David Nice. I'm like. Hey guys, come on back. So I chatted with him. I'm like, why are you here? And he goes, Well, there's this Luke Christofferson kid that's really good from West St. Paul. We want to check him out. And I'm like, Yep, he is quite the athlete, fun to watch. And uh, I really enjoyed it. He had six points in four games in the Lumberjack Cup when we hosted his team. Mr. Smooth. Yes, very Christopherson. smooth. Uh, Bantam Bees, I got a kid from Forest Lake, Connor Cloud. Uh, I thought he was a really good all around player watching him during uh, the Gobbler, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I think that was the only time that yep. Forest Lake Bantam Bees came to one of our events um i just like the way he played he never slowed down on the ice he factored into virtually every offensive possession whether he got a point or not he always kind of had his nose around the puck and that's something that you you can teach eventually but it helps to have it as an innate trait. i broadcasted him and i thought he was a beast out there he was constantly uh stirring up trouble he was a very good player I think Forest Lake is kind of a sleeping giant. I do too. You and me. I do too. Well, they got the right high school coach in there now. So I have two players. I couldn't pick just one. One is from Mata Mita, is a little guy named Thomas Bo. I went and saw him play, his team play over in the Lakers shootout a few weeks ago in Prior Lake. Nice player, playmaker, always got his head up, uh, kind of guy I like. Uh, then Brady. I don't know how to pronounce Brady's last name. Braden German, 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 Gehertman, German, German from Woodbury. Uh, another kid, very similar player, playmaker, uh, always has his head up, uh, can score, can make the pass, make the clutch play. I uh, love his game. Uh, do you want to go over to girls now, 15A and 15B? Sure. Uh, 15A, I've got a duo, actually. Amelia Ranfranz and Haley Roth, the goaltenders from the 15A Dangle Fest champion, Rochester. Ooh, that is Mustangs. a good pair. That is a really nice. Really good pair. Really, really good pair. nice pair of goaltenders. A lot of poise yep. between those two. And they they just love the game. You know, you can just tell yeah. that this is they were born to play hockey, and that that's what I liked about those two. Uh, mine, 15A, uh, I'm going to stick with the uh, red and blacks, but a uh, different red and black. I'm going Maya Dutton, creative, aggressive, uh, another one of those kids that just loves the game. Love watching Maya play the game. Cool dog. Yes. 
Yeah, cool dog. Cool dog. Uh, yeah. 15 Bs. Dog and rink. We'll get to dog and rink <laughs> later on the show. Stay tuned. Uh, 15 Bs uh, from Bloomington, Eden Prairie. Oh, I got one too and, from there. And I brought this player up multiple times. Uh, Aubrey Lang. Okay. Who, in the championship game that I broadcast, I don't think Bloomington, Eden Prairie had the puck without Aubrey being involved. Really? Somehow. I think she made the all-tournament team. Hope so. If she didn't, she just barely missed it. But she was a ton of fun to watch, always around the puck, always hustling after it. And they lost to, they lose to OMG? No, they beat OMG in the They lost to Grand Rapids Rapids Greenway, that team. Yeah, they're a real good team. All right. uh, My 15B is also from Bloomington, Eden Prairie, and this is Ashley Toey. We were probably 7, 8, 9, 10 shooters into a shootout to make it to the championship game against Ossie Mabel Grove, who's also very highly ranked. And she just came in and flushed it and won won the game for their team. And uh I got a great picture of her getting pretty excited. And it was fun to watch. It was that game was a fun game. I watched the whole second half of that game because it was a you know a qualifier for the championship game and I wanted to lay my eyes on both of those 15 B semifinals that day and ranks three and ranks five. All right, uh, on to Pee Wee Double A. We got yeah Blake Maliner from oh, Spring yeah Spring Lake Park. Talk about sleeping giants. Spring Lake Park has a really nice crop of players they coming do. through. Uh, Maliner super skilled. Uh, I thought he was really strong on the puck. He seems to have very strong forearms. Yeah, uh, he just he keeps the puck within a nice range. You know, some kids you watch when they make moves, the stick is so far out that it's easy to pluck the puck off. But he tended to keep it. A little bit closer to his body. I believe he had nine points for the Panthers. I'm going to stick with District 10 as well. I'm going to go Chase Berlin. Saw him in the Big Pumpkin uh, down in uh, Rochester. Big Pumpkin, not Blue Ox. Cheapers. I, I said Big no, Pumpkin. No, I said Blue Ox. Oh, for Maliner. Blake Maliner. Okay. Blake Maliner, Spring Lake Park, Peewee Double A's. Right. And then I have Chase Berlin, uh, he, and then I saw him play – on Saturday, over uh, against Stillwater, the game that they lost five to four, I thought he was a dominant player, type of player who can beat you with their speed and their his skill. So Chase Berlin is my Pee Wee A kid. Gotcha. Pee Wee A, who you got? I have Blade Bruns, goaltender from Rochester's Pee Wee A Love that. Uh, I'm gonna. Double check. I think he was the only goal. Eh, yeah, he was the only goalie on that roster. Eli Ranfrance is not a goaltender. Sometimes I get Eli and Amelia mixed up a little right, bit based right. on the last name. But I just like the way that he played. Um, he had one of the lowest goals against for the right. tournament right up there. It was close enough to Woodbury's, and Woodbury, you know, stomped everybody, everybody in the goals, four goals against department. But when you're looking through standings and you notice that a team has given up single digit goals there's only one goaltender and their games have all been close that's good reason and that's a good uh indicator that they've played really well so blade bruns another rochester goalie they've been churning them out lately. yes they have um i'm gonna go a uh, kid from roseville dylan mccord and i'm not sure um if i've talked about about him on our show before but if you go listen to the broadcast because i broadcasted them a couple times in the uh, Lumberjack Cup. This kid is phenomenal. He got, he, he's kind of like a little bit like Finn Spihar, where he's got complete control of the puck when he's on the ice. Uh, he knows exactly where his four line mates are out on the ice. He knows exactly what the clock time. He's, it's almost like he's got a second pair of eyes out there. 
Uh, and he's got some skill to go with it, with his vision. So that's my guy, uh, Dylan McCord. Gotcha. All right, Pee Wee Bees. Uh, we fought over this player. I know. Dine is Ronan Curvita. He is a PWB, but he shoots the puck like a high school player. I watched him pick a corner from a terrible angle during the gobbler, and I thought that is a grown man shooting the puck. Ronan Curvita, a lot of fun. To and watch. they're on kind of a heater right now. They're, they were they, they were out of the top ten, and I think they'll be back in sometime soon. So, uh, my PWB is a kid named Brant Faust from number one ranked Osseo Maple Grove Black. Uh, Brant's a big kid, but he can tell he's a coach's kid, so he's always making the right play, right? He's always chipping when he needs to chip. He needs to make the move. He makes the move. He can makes the pass, makes the shot. I uh, really liked watching him in our uh, Gobbler tournament earlier this year. All righty. Uh, over to the girls' side in the yep. same age group, 12 A's. Uh, this one was tough. A lot of players here oh at the my 12 gosh. A level. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Katie Genia. Ooh. From Centennial Spring Lake Park, a bulldog on the ice. Her motor never stops. Uh, she's one player that you don't have to encourage to go faster because she goes 100 miles an hour at I agree all with that. times. I believe she ended up with nine points during the Dangle Fest. And as I said before, it was a tough choice to whittle that list down to one player for 12A. Here's a player, speaking of 2011 birth year kids, here's a player that I've admired uh, her game. Uh, she plays on Steve Nelson's. Uh, 2011 machine team uh ingrid newman uh, i've seen ingrid play uh, forward uh, i got a chance to take in uh, a woodbury cottage grove 12a game last saturday and she was playing defense yeah and just dominates the game because she's got the size and the speed and she's also got the hands and the iq fun to watch her play uh she made plays all over the ice i think she scored their first goal and she's just kind of their you could tell she's their quarterback no matter where when she's out on the ice when Ingrid's on the ice uh things are calming down nicely for that Woodbury 12A team already 12Bs from Elk River I've got Hadley Drake and okay. I That's just a good team too I just got a good sense when she had the puck I don't remember her making a mistake okay during the time that I watched her during you broadcasted Fest. them right Yes, okay. uh, very Did steady. Did they lose to Minnetonka player, or beat Minnetonka? Lost to Minnetonka. Okay. Uh, but I thought Hadley Drake, she was always in the right place. She always made the right play. Uh, look forward to seeing what happens. All right. Two I minutes. have a, for 12 Bs, I have an anonymous player. Um, we, I was That's ref, not fair. I was refing. I don't know what her name fair. is. I don't know what her name is. I was refing a 12 B2 game between Shakopee and Minnetonka this year. And Shakopee shot a puck that very well could have gone through, gone in the net. Yeah. Went through the goalie's legs. The puck disappeared. I was on the line. It came back out, apparently, and went back underneath the pads of the Minnetonka goaltender. Yeah. I blow the whistle. I see it covered. It's my call, right? And I blow the whistle. And I go pick up the puck from the goaltender. I go to the puck drop, and this sweet... 12-year-old girl from Natanka looks up at me and says, why wasn't that counted as a goal? And I said, uh, because it didn't go in the net. He goes, oh, it went in the net. And <laughs> it was her own team. Oh my she gosh. was implicating her own team as allowing a goal. And this was not a 12-1, 8-6 game. That was the first goal of the game in the third period. Would have been the third period. You know, the first goal of the game. And so it was a tight game. She was willing to sacrifice her team's victory to get it right. So my 
Pat goes off to anonymous 12B2 girl from Minnetonka. Gotcha. It sounds like that commercial where it says, do the right thing. Do the right Some thing. Some basketball player is like, coach, it went off me last. <laughs> and it all is pretty te- much And that. all his teammates were like, shut up. <laughs> He tells, he tells the referee. It went off that, me. So every time I watch that commercial, I'm kind of like, in what world? Will that ever happen? <laughs> it, I saw world? it happen. It, I did see that happen. All, All right. Score days. Score days. Kid from Shakopee who I watched literally blast into the offensive zone with some rare speed for a squirt player. Colton Van, I think it's Bachern, okay. Oakland or Bachern, from Shakopee. Super fast. Super, super fast. Electric with the puck on a stick. Fun to watch. Love it. Uh, that team's going to be good. That's a good age group for Shakopee. Sleeping Giants. It really is. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go very chalk on this one, just your standard answer. Um, yeah. This kid, Miles Schillings from Woodbury Black, was something else. Uh, he basically dictated. Oh, you just took Miles Schillings? Yeah, I did. Oh, I know. Mike. I know this goes against the let's take somebody a little bit off uh. the beaten path. I can't. I just can't. I can't. Not think of this. That's what I will. When I think of our squirt tournament, I will think of that kid completely taking over the game. And the best part about Miles is he's a emotional high roller coaster. When he's high, he's high. When he's low, when he gets upset, he got it. When he gets a penalty called against him, you know, he gets pretty upset. And I love that. He wears his emotions on his sleeve, but he's also a fantastic athlete and fun to watch. And I called him during one of my broadcasts, the president and CEO of Woodbury Black Incorporated. And I still stand by that uh, as they go as, as Miles goes. And he was a fun kid to watch. Yeah, that's about as chalk as can be speaking of chalk. It was very chalk. Yeah, this one, uh, not quite as chalk, but could be chalk enough from Squirt B, Grand Rapids White, Sam Shermowen. Uh, yeah. James Morrow was the MVP from that team, and deservedly so. Sh- Sam Shermowen, though, uh, he was awesome on faceoffs, which is a really valuable skill at the squirt level when possession is nine-tenths of the law. Uh, <laughs> Sam Shermowen, I just thought he was a good all-around player. As I said, good on faceoffs. Um Good offensive player. He was right up there with James Morrow as um, an MVP candidate. All right. Uh, that's a good one. I'm going to go another kid from the Squirtacular that I loved watching from Dynasty uh, P, uh, Squirt P1. I want to say PBB1. Uh, Joseph Rendall. This kid could smoke. He was super fast. <laughs> this kid could smoke. He had smoke nice. coming off his skates. He was so he fast. Right? Cigarette, cigarette Not guy. Not that kind of smoke. Swisher Sweets. No, 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 no. Fast. Uh, hardworking, and what I liked most about him is he he had a he, he had a well defined respect for the game. He was just a really good kid too. That's what I liked most about watching that kid. All right, ten A's. Uh, this one I got so many if, choices. If we're if we're one. talking chalk, call me Pepto Bismol. Oh. I've got Maggie Carter from White Bear Lake. That's so chalk. Um, so chalk. Yeah, but she wasn't the leading scorer on that White Bear team. There's just so to, many good players. Just to throw that Drew out. Drew Giefer. Drew Giefer. Kennedy Kotaska. Yeah, she is. She's one. the one of the game winner last um, weekend. But Maggie Carter, she was. She thought the game so well for a 10A player. She just, she was unbelievable to watch. I that got whole s- White Bear Lake team, dude. If they keep, never mind. I don't want to play the will they game, but that is a very, very good team. Uh, there's so many choices at 10A for me uh, with with all the kids that uh, play on our, th- youth, our 2013 uh, Team Minnesota kids. They're just so much fun to watch out there. But I'm going to actually take Evelyn Volker's. 
from Elk River. Just, she loads it up and she goes. And I, I think she may have scored all or a high, high percentage of their goals in the Dangle Fest this year. Uh, plays plays defense. So she defended well. She scored well. She kind of does everything well. Fun to watch Evelyn play the game. Yeah, I believe uh, Kayla Joe Franz, who was working as a videographer during the Dangle Fest, said that she popped into one game and watched Evelyn Volker, Volker score four goals. Yeah. She was easy. It was all four of the All games. four of those, yeah. And she scored both the nice. goals and the one I refed that game, too. So she got <laughs> yeah. six six goals. Just uh, that we saw. Yeah, just just the ones that, that our crew saw. So oh, gosh. last but not least, 10B. 10B. Uh, Aubrey Beckius from New Prague. That oh, New Prague team was I'm loaded, going New Prague, too. Was loaded with scores. Can you tell we did our research independent of one another? But uh, I thought Aubrey Beckius was... Uh, a really nice player, always in the right spot, and part of a very talented New Prague team. I got one on that same New Prague team, Elena Bailey. Uh, she was a little bit like Miles Schillings of 10B. I mean, she, she just directed traffic everywhere she went. She was a great puck carrier, uh, had her head up at all times, could shoot the puck from the point. She just kind of was a do-all, be-all player for that team. Her points did not reflect it because she played defense, but she did a lot of defense as well, played a lot of great defense as well. So my player is Elena Bailey from New Prague. This segment was brought to you by General Sports. I got to write down your stick type <clears throat> that you want. So why don't you go just get that off? The camera one, camera two, camera three. Everybody, all eyes on me. All eyes on Peter. Left handed. L H. Bauer. Bauer. Proto R. Proto R. I don't know what that means, but I'll pretend it's I a, know. It's a sweet stick. Left handed. Bauer. The, uh, what, what curve? Uh, I'm going to go with flex right now because I want to see what the P90TM uh, comp is for what Bauer. Do you got? My flex is an 85. I cannot handle a whippy stick. I'm All not right. I'm not good at it. All right. I'm, and then I'm not so great you like at a little it. stiffer. I do. Tougher. I like it to be right. a little bit stiffer. And then All a right. P90TM P90 blade. P90TM. Yep. And if that's not available, it's a P92. All right. You'll take either one. Actually, let's make the make the flex in a 77 because Bauer's flexes are different than CCM's. Okay. So the flex is a 77. The curve is a P28, a P90T. No, it's a P90TM or a P92. I think if you get this stick, you might not even use it. You're going to like just take care of it. No, that's a lie because I'm going to sell one of the other ones. <laughs> that you own? Yes. Okay. Got it. All right. All right. Well, good for you. Good for you. Um, yeah. you, ju you know what? You just give me a time. I will be there before the store opens. I will be there after the you, store closes. Will you, will you use will the back camp, door? I will camp out in front of the store if this happens. Will you use the back door? I also have to swing over and pick up like $250 worth of hockey tape. Um, will you use the back door? I'll use the back door uh, if they need me to do the, okay, well, the back door thing. That's an old gag. If, if they that, want that's a, to. That's uh, an original store gag. All the uh, regular customers would enter the back door. I, the new customers would walk in the front door because they didn't know the back door at a little parking lot. So, so I uh, I watched a documentary last night about about general sports. No, unfortunately, <laughs> I would make one for them though. Uh, it was about two three people who kidnapped a school bus, and they wanted the <laughs> ransom. They wanted the ransom airdropped. So if the stick has to be airdropped to a remote location, I'll drive there. All right, we'll we'll do that. Um, yeah, general sports. We will have the general sports player of the game, game of the day, that will continue that tradition starting off this week. So I can't wait to see a game that we bring the helmet out to. Woo! General All right. Sports. 
Last but not least, uh, Roses and Thorns. This is brought to you by Breakaway Academy. I don't have any thorns for them. Um, I have a lot of good things to say about them. I've worked closely with Jess Martin, their director of marketing this week, working on some items with them. I working on their player of the week last year's last week's player of the week. Uh, who was that last? Oh, it was Jack Podrats from Edina. Yep. This week it's going to be drum roll, please. It's going to be Matt Scott, who I got to see oh. play in Woodbury last weekend for the Eden Prairie Pee Wee Double A team. Yeah, Matt so, Scott. So uh, if you're watching right. the show later this week, it'll be a Matt Scott set of videos. I'm sure if they took video from the big pumpkin, he'll have lots of footage to cover of him because he was quite heroic for the Eagles last fall. For yeah, he was. He was Eden awesome. Prairie. He also gave a really good interview during Big Pumpkin. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Um, let's hear it. Who's got roses? Who's got thorns? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know if I have a real thorn this week. I haven't had to deal with uh, <laughs> rambunctious parents or players. I suppose my one thorn, and this is just kind of a general note as we get into the postseason, and you are playing games at facilities that are not your home rink. Please take care of the locker rooms. Oh, that's a good one. Pick up the tape. Pick up the water bottle. Love that Don't one. Dump Leave things it better out on than the you floor. found it. It does not take. It takes zero effort to make sure that the locker rooms are clean. These facilities that host districts and regions and state, they take a lot of pride in being able to host those events. So do your part and make sure that you're keeping your locker rooms clean. Amen to that. All right. I have one. I'm not going to implicate any specific rink because uh, I've seen this at multiple rinks and multiple occasions, boys, girls, doesn't matter. If you're going to host a tournament, okay, you're going to host a tournament uh, at a facility, a two-ring facility, a three-ring facility, a four-ring facility. Put the tournament games in the nice rink and put the open skating, uh, the uh, other things, practices for the association in the not-so-good rink. <laughs> it's common sense that you want to actually put out your best, Right. Let's put uh, out your best. Yeah. You know, well, let's show off our facility. Let's give them our best, not uh, let's give them the practice rink over to the side. So gotcha. that's my that's my thorn. I saw that again this weekend. It's not the first time I've seen it, but it's I kind of becoming a pet peeve. Gotcha. All right, roses. we got a lot of roses. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to use two of my roses um, to highlight a couple of articles that are in the works. My okay. first rose goes to... Uh, Justin Kerr, former Grand Rapids player who spent uh, not this year, but last year with Car Shield's 18 nice. U team. He took a bit of an unconventional route to the Nall, and he just recently committed to Bowling Green. He was a real treat to talk to, very measured, level-headed, told that. me about working. Boy, a lot of Grand Rapids on this show. Yeah, it's almost like uh, we, we enjoy Grand Rapids. I was just there 10 days ago. We were just there. Kayla and I were just 10 days ago with yep. head coach Grant Clafton. Yeah, and then the the other half of that rose would be Kyle O'Kane, who was the gentleman who brought Justin to uh, oh, Chesterfield, Missouri, or wherever Card Shield is located, and he was the one who really pushed Justin to become the player that he is today with a Division One scholarship and a little bit 
I think of NHL buzz because Justin is a six foot four forward who can handle the puck and skate. Love it. They'll find a place for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Okay. My first one, my first rose goes out to anybody in the city of Woodbury who's continuing the name John Erickson. Uh, They have the, I think this is the second year where they did the John Erickson Memorial. Please. I would love to someday go to the 20th annual John Erickson Memorial and have people go, who was John Erickson? Because 18 years from now, I'll be happy to tell his story of this wonderful man who was a great human being and also a great hockey coach. But human being first, hockey coach, grandpa, dad, husband, second. You know. Yeah, he was one of those coaches that I saw more than – almost anybody else be able to turn it on and off when he had to right Right. during games. He was all business, but as soon as that game was over, he was ready to play cards and eat pizza and hang out with the rest of the coaches. During COVID, I think we were down in Rochester or something. And Jazzy goes into the locker room to do some like B roll. And he goes, Hey guys, it's Donald Trump on the phone. And he picked up. (laughs) He was like, hang on a second. I'm talking to, you know, and literally the kids believed him because he's got such a funny side to him. He's a, he's a prankster. He's also on the wall at Duluth Heritage Ice Arena. I love it. Uh, Next rose to Dennis Alm, whom I met with this morning. We're working on a story about the origins of the, what was known as the greater St. Paul girls hockey league. Um, And it was really refreshing to talk to somebody who built something from scratch because his daughter wanted to play hockey. And the way he told it to me, his daughter said, I want to play hockey. And he said, well, girls don't play hockey. And she said, why not? And he said, I didn't have an answer. So he took that little nugget and it turned into a league. Uh, We'll be talking to a couple of other people. I know Tom Gutterman was one of the founders of the league. And I believe there's a woman, Karen Stanley, who's also on my call list. You know what would be a great headline? You know what would be a great headline for that article? Not that I'm writing your headlines, but I didn't have an answer would be the headline because that is tells the whole story of what he did. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, he's telling me about getting jerseys and socks from the Frost Lake rec center and bartering for late night, early morning ice at Harding arena. And it's just in a, whereas the top levels of boys hockey have been forever pampered and catered to, uh, it was nice to hear a story about somebody for the right reasons, bullying their way into the old boys club. Speaking of which, it reminds me, it goes back to a Minnesota hockey meeting I was at a couple years ago when they were trying to figure out a solution for eighth grade girls in Minnesota, the 13U experiment, whether oh, they should play with 12s. Right. It was just wasn't, it that's was right. it's kind of a weird, kind of, you know, because like every association kind of has their own prerogative, right? Yeah, well, and they have to based on numbers. Right. They, they have their own, and, and I'm not faulting the people who have their prerogative from you know, whatever it was, because it wasn't just a Metro North versus North discussion. Yeah. But one of the comments was if this was boys hockey, there would be a line of people with pitchforks and smoke and whatever infuriated if they didn't have the proper solution for eighth grade boys in Minnesota. Yep. So, and I said, yeah, that's right. That's the correct answer. And I, there we should be coming up with a solution for 13-year-olds. And what ended up happening, there was a lot of bad things that came out of that. Still doing it. Teams are doing it. There's some 13-year-old girls who are on that world team, which they yeah. should be. They're in eighth grade. They're legally, they've been approved. And uh, that makes that team good. They don't want to play junior varsity as eighth graders. They want to play yep. a longer schedule and get coached by Nick Anthony and John Weibel. Why wouldn't you? Well, uh, I suppose we could discuss a solution to that. But, we could. You know. 
That's for another day. Yeah, birth years. My uh, salute. My next uh, rose goes out to teams wanting to register for our tournaments in January. I'm Thank like, you. Uh, we don't. Registration doesn't open till May. I've gotten calls from the two one eight, the five zero seven, the seven six three, and the multiple nine five twos already asking, hey. Is there a way we can get in and register for your tournaments now for next year? And that's, we are very honored uh, for people's passion to play hockey in this state. And if they can do it in our events, even the better. So uh, we appreciate that. That's a huge rose to all those teams that uh, we found that niche with that and they want to play in our stuff. So that's my second rose. Okay. Uh, my last rose, and this one actually just came to my attention, it was much better than the one I had planned. Uh, Minnesota State just tweeted that 22 men's hockey players have been named to the CCHA All-Academic Team. I love team. that. Congratulations, gentlemen. It is rare, I would say, to find a hockey player that you want on your team who is also not a good student. Uh, keep the grades up because, gentlemen and gentle ladies, <laughs> no matter what your post-high school plans are, you want options when you're done with high school um it's funny i tweeted out this morning the uh mankato men uh playing floor hockey with the uh cato floor hockey kids uh uh over at the the, the high school adapted team this week i saw that yesterday i'm like oh i love i i'm a sucker for adapted floor hockey i don't know why i just think it's the coolest thing in the world all right um here we go. Are you ready for the this? This is some good content here. Hit me. Um, I was online looking up the scores for the Bemidji uh, results. I'd seen that Chaska Gold had won a tournament. They had five W's in a row on their their list. I'm like, let me go check out where were they play. They played in Bemidji, and I go through their Bemidji signs, or whatever. But some person, male, female, wrote some good comedy here, and it's. Rules for parents and spectators. Before I read these eight rules that they put on here, I need to also say there is a bar here, and you can confirm this for me. Does that say referee complaint form for parents? Yes, it does. <laughs> that caught my attention right away. Yes, it so, does. of course, I clicked on the link, and it brought me to Sanford Health's Behavioral Mental oh Health Midgey. So they already had one gag already. You know, like, like hey, yeah. if you have complaints, maybe you should – you know, I was thought that was funny. So that's, that's awesome. you got to visit this page. It's hilarious. So then I just okay, parents and spectators, below are some clarifications for our rules of those who have questions about appropriate conduct when watching kids play hockey. Number one, non-service animals cannot come into the rink. This rule applies the same to multiple animals. Our rinks are not zoos. That's number one. Number two, if you are asked to leave the rink by an on-ice or off-ice official, you are done in the rink for the rest of the weekend. This rule applies if you change clothes and try to come back in. Jeez. I love this guy. Uh, number three, don't wander around the rink with containers of alcohol. Uh, I agree with that one. Yeah. Number four, your contact in the rink, your conduct in the rink is being recorded and the audio from the spectator section is clear. Oof, love that. Number five, Live Barn ends up on TikTok. Also see number four, Crazy Dot Hockey Fans. Number six, the, ex 
The expert referee seat seating area has been moved from the mezzanine to the Mississippi River Inlet on the south side of Lake Bemidji. Oh, I like that one. Number seven, the boards at Nymore Gardens are older, but the bracing is not a setup for parents to go above the glass to yell at the refs. The glass is there for your safety. If you're climbing the glass to yell at refs, you probably need risk mitigation for your life in general. C4, 5, and 6. Oh, and finally... Refs are cool. Whistles are cool. Spectators cool. Refs with whistles are cool. Spectators with whistles are not cool. <laughs> How many people are bringing whistles to it? I don't know, but I, I get their That's point. Right, I, I got, enjoyed that one. I got one, one more got, rose. Four roses? Got right, I got one I more rose right. if you got time. Uh, I want to do this because the article just came out. Uh, I played high school hockey caught rides to practice, to games, to play practice, to school uh, with a kid named Mike Anderson. Who oh, is yeah. the, he's in his third year as the head coach at the University of Montana's ACHA yep. club team. I ran into his dad at the South St. Paul LaCrescent game. In the ACHA, you can have people recruit for you if they're yep. not a part. So yep. he had his dad talking to a kid from LaCrescent, oh, trying I to get him to come that. to Missoula to play love hockey. That. Uh, but Mikey helped reignite this program starting basically from scratch. They're in their 30 or their 17 and 14 this year. Uh, his goal is described as pie in the sky. He wants to win a national ACHA championship in Missoula. Here's the cool thing about Missoula and his dad clued me in on this players. If you're looking for a place to play after high school or when you're done with juniors and you know that NCAA uh, is not in your future, which is, you know what? It's not going to be in your future for most of you. Uh, you can, Go to Missoula. You can live in one of the most beautiful cities uh, in oh, these yeah, continental no United States. You can play hockey for a good person who understands the game and understands people. And it's also attached to a tech school. So if you want to go and you want to major in like HVAC, you can still play for the hockey team. Is this you an don't, ad? Is this you ad don't, for the state of Montana? I no. feel like I'm on a tourism bureau here. Well, in, if I had to stump for anybody, it would be Mikey and Missoula. But I didn't realize I'm, kind of, I'm more of a Chris Anderson guy than a more Mikey of a Chris Anderson, Anderson guy. guy well, you know what, Chris? Never mind. I had a long conversation with his dad about Chris. I love Chris. All, all good things. But congratulations to Mikey. Congratulations to the Grizzlies. If you're looking for an opportunity to play, I would check out the University of Montana men's ACHA hockey program. Well, it was quite a show. Thank you to you and Kayla for being part of it. Thank you to General Sports, Breakaway Academy, and Map South for making it all possible. We will see you around the rink. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota.